1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, the CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Rarad, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, NWSL analyst and broadcaster. On today's episode, we are going to recap the NWSL match between Gotham FC and Kansas City NWSL. And then we are going to preview the United States women's national team against South Korea. Before we get into all of that, a quick reminder to follow us on Twitter at Attacking Third. You can also head on over to our YouTube page and hit subscribe to never miss a new video interview or whenever we go live. Plus, you can catch great extended NWSL highlights. So head on over to YouTube.com slash Attacking Third and hit subscribe. Lisa, how are you doing today?
0: I'm good, Sandra. I'm good. We had really good NWSL action, especially during this international break, um, and then we get more U.S. Women's National Team action coming up in in the week. It's good this season for NWSL. Woo, 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 it's hot. It's spicy. I love it. How are you? How's your weekend? So far, so good. Uh, can't
1: complain. Uh, you know, it's a nice crisp fall weekend in Chicago, oh, and we don't. Contrary to popularity, we don't really get a real fall season. We get about like two, like anywhere from like 12 to 14 days of actual good fall weather. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm taking it. Uh, Chris been for sure. It,
0: there's something about crisp fall air, and it, the crisp is like you can pronounce every letter in that word. You can feel every wind and crunchy leaf in the air during fall. I, it, I love it. It's very fall in Philly right now. The trees are all changing colors. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. beautiful.
1: I love it. You know what it also brings? It's like... It just feels like playoffs. Yes. Like when the fall, like when the fall comes in and the weather starts to, to dip and change. Um, it just it just feels that way. It's just like, mm, that's what I smell in the air. I smell playoffs. Let's let's talk about it a little bit. Let's let's keep that that perspective. We're gonna keep that energy going into this one singular NWSL matchup we have to recap today. During the international window, it was um Gotham FC versus Kansas City. Kansas City, the hosts in this one, the only NWSL fixture. Uh, for this international window, and these two teams played out to a 0-0 zero, zero draw. Lisa, I think we have to start <laughs> with picks. I think we have to start with the picks in this one.
0: Why don't you let the listeners know about us? We both picked Gotham to win. So if Gotham <laughs> won this match, they clinched playoffs. They were in all those, a neat little bow. Um, And lo and behold, Kansas City, the wrecking ball of the league, my most favorite thing to see right now, a team that is out of playoff contention come in and just destroy the hopes and dreams of other teams, at least for another week. Um, So we both picked Gotham. So we are both losers and I'm totally okay with the draw in this sense.
1: Let me tell you, I'm there with you because more more than honestly, more than being right, I love a good spoiler. And I know we've been talking about it week in and week out. I've been using that same verbiage um, when it comes to talking about this team specifically. But there's just something about this Kansas City NWSL side, especially at home, especially in this second half of the season. With this draw, Mm -hmm. this scoreless draw, they now remain. Uh, undefeated at home in seven straight uh, home matches. And that is just like so impressive. Like when you're looking ahead into next year and sort of thinking about like all of those things that come into play with an expansion side, when you're like still trying to get used to playing with each other, still trying to develop chemistry, still trying to um, define like what your team culture is, you know, like Mm -hmm. looking at all of those things in this second half and then sort of seeing that, um, Kind of come out from this Kansas City side on like seeing that be executed on the pitch where they're they're going hard in the second half and they're going head to head with these other top tier teams. It's it's very very impressive. It's it's so it was so funny like you like you mentioned ahead of this this kickoff. Um, the socials for uh, the league were talking about, like, here's the, here's a the playoff scenario. And they've been doing that as the weeks have been winding down because the table is still so narrow and there are still playoff spots up for grabs. And they said, this is the scenario for today. They refer to it as, like, a simple scenario. So, like, all Gotham <laughs> had to do was just go in on the road and pick up a win against 10th place Kansas City. And they they tried to do that in this match. Let's, let's talk about it a little bit um this match kicks off uh player demonstrations uh still happening through, throughout throughout the the league this have this <laughs> this game almost looks for a second lisa as if it is going to go a certain kind of way um gotham to their credit just sort of they they came out on the on the front foot they they were on the road they looked like they were like they had a mission right they're like we know the scenario Let's try to get it done. Uh, If you're on Amanu getting really, really involved uh, in, in early attempts there, she has been just so, so good. Such a great talent in the attack for this team. But then we started to see... Um, Kansas City kind of play themselves into the match a little bit, but it was, um, I don't want to say it was too little too late because that ended up not being, oh. being the case. But in terms of this opening goal, it sort of maybe felt like that because Gotham FC gets on the scoreboard first and it's it's Margaret Purse with the opening goal a ridiculous interception by McCall Zerboni to feed Purse. And then Purse just takes the space a little bit in front of her. And then all of a sudden, as she starts to get swamped by three Kansas City players, She's like I'm just going to take this shot from distance and yeah. it finds the back of the net. It was so impressive like, of an opening goal.
0: That goal was so fun and and the sequence leading up to it was really fun um when we dive into this and look at the starting lineup, we knew internationals, a few were out for both sides, honestly missing really big players. Carly Lloyd, Estelle Johnson, um, Kaylin Sheridan, Evelyn Beans for Gotham, and then uh, for Kansas city, Katie Bowen, Rachel Corsi, AD French, Mariana La Roquette, Victoria Pickett, Desiree Scott, Jessica Silva, uh, Desiree Scott, probably being the biggest one. Yeah. Seven in, in that lineup there for Kansas city out on international duty. So, Things were going to look different when this game kicked off, no matter what, especially when you look back at the first time they played. Um, But with that time, also a 1-1 draw, both results. (laughs) These times the teams have played 1-1 draws. Um, So Didi Heretic sliding into goal for Gotham, and she hasn't played since August 7th. I mean, when she plays, though, she starts and she plays 90 and she does a fantastic job. We saw that during the Olympics this summer. Um, But... Man, McCall Zerboni, her vision in, in the midfield, and that's that's what shifted for Gotham throughout this match. Their midfield unit was very aware of how Kansas City wanted to play, getting the ball from center backs to outside backs and then feeding it in through the middle and then out wide again. It was a, a nice little combination play that Kansas City has gotten very good at. It's a bit predictable, but it works for them because they have good ball movement and good movement off the ball that they are able to do that. And McCall Zerboni stepped in and intercepted this pass, and you said it best, the, the goal from Margaret Purse, just phenomenal, phenomenal. This is like we've seen her go out with injury and not play lots of minutes in games, and, and sometimes that can set a player back, at least mentally um, and, and confidence level, seeing your teammates like Anamanu and Carly Lloyd doing so well, even Paige Monahan coming back from injury as well. But Margaret Purse has just taken – this opportunity to step back on the field and say, I'm willing to be the best. I want to be the best. And she now takes her goal scoring abilities, um, up to nine in this game. She has scored in the last five games. She's scored a goal, at least five goals. Um, that's something Margaret purse for being out and injured half of <laughs> the season for at least a few weeks there in the middle. And then Kansas City, they they didn't let up. They they wanted this to be their game. I think Kristen Hamilton um, had a few opportunities, one big one right towards the end of the first half, a breakaway that she didn't end up getting on frame, but she makes it up just a few minutes later. She puts a lot of high pressure on um, G- Gotham's back line, and that's what needed to be done. It was Erica Skrowski that uh, Hamilton picks off, she picks off the pass from her and then dives into the 18-yard box and PK for Kansas City right before the halfway line. And who else but Kristen Edmonds to step up and hammer this one home? Um, you'd love to see that a player in, in Edmonds that has slid from center back to outside back to midfielder. And now she slotted in where Desiree Scott usually plays the six, the defensive midfield position and I think she did a nice job there. she's She's such a dangerous player because she can play everywhere and still be a leader on the field, knowing what she needs to do in her role and helping direct what everyone else needs to do. Um so i'm I'm happy that she got the pK.
1: It was an exciting first half. So I mean, exciting. to to see Gotham go up, you know, in in about 25 minutes or so and you're kind of like, okay, so Gotham mm-hmm. is feeling it, like they know what they have to do. But again, it's it's I think there's going to be the Kansas City episode, y'all, like really where we're going to take the time <laughs> to wax poetic about about this team, this this last place expansion team in in the league. Um but we've we've seen that out of this Kansas City side. I mean, we saw it just just last week where their opposition Goes up, and then they try to come right back and mix it up and like get push for an equalizer. Mm-hmm. And we saw that in this, in this first half of this Kansas uh, City side. So after after uh, Gotham goes up, you have you know Kate Del Fava trying to come back right right away on the other end, and, and so on and so forth. And and these uh, this constant um, you know kind of uh, picking and choosing your your moments of when to attack and, and to apply pressure ended up. Paying off. And, you know, we're looking at like we're at the end of the season. So maybe we're looking at bigger picture type of things at Mm -hmm. this point and and looking at somebody uh, like a Christian Hamilton getting these starts with this Kansas City side. You just you can see the difference that it's that it's making. It's a very promising Attack that looks like there's going to be in place there with Kansas City with somebody like a Hamilton with somebody like a Darian Jenkins getting more starts getting more consecutive minutes under their belt. Um, It's it's going to be something that we have to keep an eye on uh, for sure. And even though she didn't get the goal, she won she won the PK. And then for like you said, for Edmonton just slot it home. It going into halftime as the home side. It's a different energy, right? Like if you're going into halftime and you get that that equalizer. Um, but I think it led to an even, uh, an even more interesting second half because nobody was trying to give too much and nobody was trying to like, you know, really kind of slam it home. And it ends up, it ends up being this, (laughs) this (laughs) one, one draw. It stays one, one throughout the duration of, of the 90 minutes. And you can't, you know, for, for me, somebody like me watching this, knowing that we're going to have to report on it or talk about it on the podcast and recap it. I'm just kind of like, gosh, like. Kansas City is like it for me, like in this second half. They are one of my f- absolute second half yeah. favorite stories of of, this, of the second half of the season. Um, because I was like, wow, I was like, this is going to be their, I was already doing the numbers. I'm like, this is going to be their uh, second consecutive, like home undefeated, you know. Uh, match for them and um, watching Kristen Edmonds like mm-hmm. uh, this like one like this absolute constant figure for this team because we've we've seen her all over the place for this Kansas City side and just like wherever she is slotting in just sort of. Kind of like your, you know, your real blue collar type of player just kind of wakes yeah. up, packs her lunch, punches in, <laughs> does her job. And like, that's what you have come to expect from this player, which <laughs> is just it's just uh, it's sort of a, for me, it's echoing a little bit of maybe what is to come and see from this. Oh, yeah. team Moving forward. So, I mean, this this team, like you said, Lisa, you refer to they are uh, they play them to another draw, the same Gotham team to another draw. This season, uh, this Kansas City side have, has has gone head to head with other what are considered top tier teams in this league or in 2021 playoff teams in this league. And they have stolen points off of these teams. I mean, they have gotten two draws against yeah. Gotham FC. They have they have gotten points off of of North Carolina Courage. They gotten points out of, of Portland Thorns uh, FC. They defeated O.L. Reign at a time when O.L. Reign was like really starting to hit their peak. So it has just like been an absolute joy to, to watch the team. And for Gotham, it's going to they're going to have to wait. They're going to have to wait now. So, Lisa, let, let's look ahead a little bit, even though this isn't the official NWSL preview. Let's tease it a little bit. There's going to be a final week coming up in NWSL play. And we're going to not just have like a decision day for some of these teams. It's like we're going to have a decision week for some of these teams. Because as we head into this final week of the 2021 regular NWSL season, there are still three Playoff positions up for grab, and anywhere, right? Depending on this final week, truly really so. Like, three to like four to five teams in the mix for these uh, for these games. It's a very, very exciting time in NWSL.
0: It is so exciting. I mean, how can it not be? Because Kansas City is here to just spoil the day for everyone. And I know we touched on Kristen Edmonds and how fantastic she's been doing, and she has been. But also Darian Jenkins. I just want to give a shout out to her because she. It is still a little bit unpolished. You can tell she's young in this league and and new and still trying to find all the pieces and face it. She's been on a team, Kansas city that has had a lot of ups and downs. Downs, But the team as a, as a whole is really finding themselves in these last few weeks and they're figuring out how they can play as a unit on the field, especially the 11 that are consistently in there um, and then even not so consistently with who got the start against Gotham. But um, when you look at Darian Jenkins, it's a little bit unpolished, but she is figuring out what her skill set is against other NWSL opponents. And her combination with Hamilton and Jenkins has grown. They have figured out how to play together. Um, it's establishing. It's like a boiling pot of water. And before long, it's just going to blow, blow up and blow over. And I hope it happens this next week because I don't want to wait until next season because we don't get playoffs from Kansas City. So I'm hoping that like the, it's just fireworks. And I'm talking about the type of fireworks that we see a lot from players like Purse and Anamanu and they're on the pitch together. The, it's like They're twins almost in the telepathy. They know where they're running. They know how to play off of each other. I'm pumped for that. But man, decision day, decision week. Gotham's probably a little upset. This was their chance to secure a playoff spot. They can still win out and be second place in the standings and they can still host a semifinal match, get a first round bye, um, and still host because yeah, we mentioned that Kansas city, they're unbeaten in their last seven matches now at home. Uh, purse has five goals in the last five matches and Gotham is now technically unbeaten in their last six matches because yeah. this one was a draw. So the, the, the rolls keep on rolling here and, and the stats and, the the play for these two teams but kansas city now they're just one game behind everyone else in the league they still have another one another one to go i mean playoff position playoff picture is so exciting right now
1: it is and we're gonna keep an eye on it Uh, stay tuned for our preview we'll obviously get into more of the uh different scenarios that come into play within the final week when we start getting into to Uh, deeper dives on all of the teams Uh, but for now uh, Gotham still needs to to get the job done they have the most games left in hand uh, remaining on this one like Lisa mentioned they could end up in second place if certain things roll out the way that they roll out and that would mean other different circumstances for other teams Uh, but let's take a look at these standings as they close out for for this week as of now in first place it is still Portland Thorns FC with 43 points in second place it's Oo rain with 39 points in third place. It's Washington spirit with 36 points in fourth place. Chicago red stars with 35 points in fifth place, New Jersey, New York, Gotham SC with 33 points in sixth place is Houston dash with 32 points on the outside. Looking into playoff position in seventh place is North Carolina courage with 32 points eliminated officially moving on. And the rest of the standings in eighth place is Orlando pride with 28 points in ninth place, racing Louisville FC with 20 points And in 10th place, but still racking up points, Kansas City NWSL with 16 points. So that is your standing. It's true, though. They're racking Mm -hmm. them up. Uh, That is your standings right now for NWSL as we head into the final week of NWSL regular season action with multiple playoff spots on the line. Stick around. We've got a preview for the United States Women's National Team game coming up against South Korea. And we will be back with that preview right after a quick break. International window action continues. United States women's national team will play South Korea on Tuesday in St. Paul, Minnesota this team coming off of a scoreless draw previously against this side. It's going to be the second of a two-game series against the South Korean side. This final match really being billed as the farewell match for U.S. Women's National Team legend Carly Lloyd. So we have some questions uh, for for this match. We were wondering, Lisa and I, uh, what the starting lineup is going to look like. And we thought to ourselves, you know what could be fun? Something that we did last time during the international windows. What if we did a wish list so what do we did another starting 11 wish list so lisa and i are going to do that for you all right now we had a little bit of giggles as we were content planning this because we both kind of feel as if maybe we might have similar starting 11s uh but i'm gonna pitch it to you my dear co-host who do you who do you what would you like to see in the uh, farewell match of Carly Lloyd against South Korea.
0: I just have to say, I love doing our wish lists. I feel so powerful. I feel like Black Llandonofsky, like setting the lineup, writing their names on the board. The excitement <laughs> is growing for these players. Yeah, but we'll see if it actually happens. Okay, so I have A.D. Franch in goal. She did tremendous last week. I think she's on something. And yeah, that game was in Kansas City. It was her hometown, but I'm going to keep her in, in goal Uh So much love to Jane Campbell, but we're going to stick with Franch for today or for Tuesday. Um, Then we're going to have Casey Kruger on the outside back position. She did fantastic. She really got up. I want to see her actually getting into the attack more so than she did the first time the U.S. played South Korea because towards the end of the first half, she was doing it a lot more. And at the start of the second half, she was truly overlapping and sending crosses in. So I want her to have that energy when she starts the game. She has we saw glimpses of that and I'm going to giving her the start because I want her confidence to grow in that outside back position. Um, Davidson and Becky Sauerbronn in center back duo, every corner kick, I'm drawing up a Becky Sauerbronn goal. So we're going to work on that one for her. And then I want Emily Fox to start, um, on the outside right back position. Um, so Kruger on the left and Fox on the right. Um, I'm not sure if she deserves the start, but I want her to have it with confidence and alongside playing with Davidson, Sauerbronn, and Kruger. Um, I, I want her to be a little bit more aware that if Kruger goes up so much, she needs to still go up, but be aware of exposing the U.S.'s back line, especially against South Korea's side, uh, because they have some really fast forwards. We saw that in G and Choi, Chu and everything that, that we saw from South Korea um, Haran will be defensive midfielder again for me. Um, I don't think Andy Sullivan's ready to play in this one. Why risk her? Washington has an NWSL playoffs on the line. I'm sticking with Lindsay Horan. Uh, Kat Macario and Christy Mewis in our attacking 10 and 8 positions. Um, I think that the speed and the quickness and the lightning of Christy Mewis that she brings along with the composure and the incredible technical skill of Kat Macario could be a fun pairing in front. I have to start Carly Lloyd. Um, I'm going to give her 90 minutes in this match. Uh, we'll see if that actually happens alongside Mallory Pugh and Lynn Williams. Um, just some speed. Why not start it with those attacking three? We saw that before in the Paraguay games and those three did really well together. The speed and the composure, uh, balance between that front starting three, um, I think I'm going to get a win if I have this lineup here for, for the U.S. Sandra, how similar are we? (laughs) <laughs> I feel that I want to say we're we're pretty sweet.
1: we we start off uh, somewhat similarly but I want to say there's actually some differences here in our in our wish list again just to emphasize these are things that we would like to see happen and I think yes. within mine I'm actually going to put in some different scenarios as well uh but I actually have the the starting goalkeeper with, with Campbell I think okay. I, I'm in the same vibe where uh with the september friendlies we wanted to see each of these goalkeepers you know get a game I'm in the same camp still where I want to see that happen again this the October friendlies here so I would like to see Jane Campbell get a start um in that in this one and as far as the back line I, i'm same same rationale in terms of having Kruger out there. I mean, uh, Crystal Dunn opted out of these matches. It's a real opportunity to maybe sort of, for, for head coach Blackbond-Denasi to sort of see what's what's available at these outside back positions. And in terms of caps at uh, on the defensive back line at that outside back position, it's probably Casey Kruger with the most of those. Mm-hmm. And, and even in then, it's not a whole lot. Um, so for her to be able to get more time, get more confidence in this in this position moving forward, I think is important. Uh, so I, I also have Kruger getting the start uh, with the center back duo of Sauerbrunn and Tarana Davidson. Uh, but I see maybe somebody like Brun getting Possibly forty-five uh, in this mm-hmm. one, and maybe bringing on uh, a doll Kemper and, and splitting those things. Um, because again, while we're talking a lot about the outside back position, I think we also have to pay attention to that uh, center back duo. Because mm-hmm. sim- similar to somebody like Carly Lloyd, or maybe some of the older forwards as well, Becky Sauerbrunn is the captain of this team and of a certain age and in a certain phase of her career. So uh, we're going to have to continue to see some some different center back uh, looks and pairings as well. Uh, but I I have Emily Fox uh, getting the start. In this one, also, so I think uh, for that back line, we're pretty much spot on. We were like, we were like connected with that. This is what we want to see uh, to start this game. In, in the midfield, I, I have a different uh, scenario because of how uh, I'm thinking of how symbolic things will look within this final farewell game. I've got Macario Lavelle and Mewis uh, in this one, just because Andy Sullivan is, is questionable. It was mentioned on the broadcast that they kept her out of the first game in the hopes that she can participate in the second. South Korea match but you know who's to say it's it's probably going to be a game time or game day decision um and i'm with you lisa i think maybe if she's not 100 you just sit her for for a match like this considering what she has in front of her for club uh but i don't have muis or i don't i don't have haran for this start uh just because of what we've seen in the background on socials where there's sort of this ceremonious uh passing of the number 10 to somebody like a lindsey haran and typically in the past of a final uh when an icon tends to retire they tend to sub on the player that is supposed to like sort of represent uh oh. their place uh, moving forward. Oh, so for God. somebody You're like You're going to make me cry Sandra. I don't want to make you cry, <laughs> but I'm just going off of history here. Um you know, it happened, you know, when when and Ham retired, it also happened when when Heather O'Reilly retired and you want to talk about a testament to a player when Heather O'Reilly subbed off, they subbed off nobody in her place because she was deemed uh, irreplaceable as a number as a number yeah. 9. Um yeah, but Abby Weimbeck coming off and, and Kristen place and Kristen Press coming on in her place, you know, two epic goal scores for this team. Um and I wouldn't be too shocked if if Carly Lloyd maybe goes, you know, a full 90 because she's Carly Lloyd, but I also won't be surprised if they sub her off uh, depending mm-hmm. on the scoreline in the 75th or 80 minute to sort of give her that acknowledgement and sort of give that ceremonious uh passing of the torch, so to speak for Haran uh, to come on. So that's the only reason why I don't have Haran starting, but who knows? Maybe maybe they're going to get the start together and want them to play together. So the midfield, I've got Macario Lavella-Mewis and, and for the top line, I've got Carly Lloyd with the start, of course, in her final women's national team game alongside Williams, yes, and I Opposite side alongside Sophia Smith actually oh. uh, so I do want to have some some different looks uh, dynamic more uh, attacking minded players uh, who are able to you know get on the ball dribble penetrate uh, so I'm looking for for Williams and Smith there and uh, I'm thinking Carly Lloyd wants to get on the end of some of those with some headers uh, oh so we'll yeah see. we'll see what happens I'm, I'm excited for for the match for sure because I think there's gonna be like even though we're doing wishes and these are just sort of uh, what we do for fun here um you know, I, I do I do hope it, it is a fun game. You know, you want to see that when it comes to those type of games that can kind of carry that sort of emotion for not just, you know, this one player who's stepping away from the game, but for others on the team uh, as they're – starting to have time to reflect on this type of player. We're hearing more about it and more players uh, talking about Carly Lloyd and that Carly Lloyd instinct and how they look to that as an example, actually, when it comes to sort of being a driving force of never quitting and, and staying relentless. So um, I would love there to, to see the starting lineup have that rotation like we hope it might be and maybe see a little bit of a mix where it is some some veteran players and and a mix of kind of current like present and and future players um so i hope we 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 get to see that uh on, on tuesday lisa
0: I think we might. Honestly, this is uh, this is such a big moment in Blackmaninovsky's team and in U.S. soccer because it is the last one for Carly Lloyd. So already there's a kind of a hole to be filled on this team, um, which it can be done, especially with Lindsey Horan. I think it's so special and honestly so touching that Carly Lloyd chose to make that announcement on her own personal Instagram before the game um and and we kind of saw it go viral over the last few days over social media about how she will be passing on for number 10 to Haran um but I, I want to dive into the tactics of this a little bit and I pose a question for you Sandra in this first match against South Korea um the back line was Kruger Davidson Sauerbronn, and then Kelly O'Hara on the the one side and South Korea really, keyed in on Kelly O'Hara. Every time she got the ball trying to build out of the back for the U.S., they collapsed on her. They sent two defenders in and then another defender to the center back, so it was difficult for her to play backwards, um, really trying to pin in Kelly O'Hara. I'm sure that was a tactic um, in South Korea watching the United States play as to which side they were choose. If the other side was Crystal Dunn, you know she's going to run with the ball and she's going to push up, similar to how Casey Kruger has played. So I'm not surprised that they keyed in on a specific player in Kelly O'Hara. Now, based on our starting back line, we have Kruger, Davidson, Sauerbronn, and Fox. If South Korea sees Fox starting in that lineup in the backside where Kelly O'Hara was, um, and they saw Fox get a few minutes on Thursday night in this match, and they saw her really floating all over the pitch, do they change their defensive pressure Um tactics when they see Fox and Kruger in the outside back.
1: I mean possibly. I think they might they don't have a lot. The thing is the, the benefit to the to the US team is that South Korea doesn't have a lot of footage on Emily Fox at the moment. She hasn't had a ton of, of uh national team, seen senior national team minutes uh with this with this squad. Um and uh, really what they have to go on is the most recent footage where she kind of got those those at the 20 minutes half hour um against them on uh, on Thursday night. Uh but we saw we saw out of this South Korea team they make these sort of in-game adjustments this wasn't a team that um, yeah this wasn't a team that went out there and they're like okay this was the game plan and we're gonna see it through for 45 minutes of of this first half uh we saw them making adjustments in game mid game so i would say there's a strong possibility that they test the waters because i think I'm going to throw back to that, that first game. They they tested the waters out a little bit very early in that first game. And they did try to attack that left side right away with, you yeah. know, and Casey Kruger. And when we saw that kind of very quick counter press kind of go we saw them try to attack, dig, 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 pin, pin, pin. But this this combined effort of like Casey Kruger and Tuna Davidson, they were not they they saw that they were unable to sort of break that down. And then we quickly saw them switch it up and start to center in on the opposite side so I think we could see a little bit of similar tactic from South Korea I think I won't be surprised if they take a look and have different scenarios in this one so um, maybe they maybe they try to go at Fox first and they are unsuccessful maybe they try to go back uh, on the other side and attack attack the other flank. but we've seen this team make mid in-game adjustments so so we'll we'll see I don't know it's a real 50-50 for me it's a good question though
0: if they do attack Fox in, say, the first 10, 15 minutes or they try to pin Fox in on that side, that she's not going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> you watch Emily Fox play. You know that she pushes so high or she yeah. cuts inside. Even when the U.S. is building out of the back, it almost really looks like a three back when you have someone like Emily Fox in there because she is a true – a wing back in the way that she moves up the field um she's not really part of that build out anymore so i'm i'm interested to see what they do because if they try to pin in that side it'll really just be like becky Sauerbronn. um yeah. but becky Sauerbronn can handle that type of pressure and it's fine and we move on so i'm that's what i'm really keyed in on the first 10 15 minutes to see how south korea starts to pressure and where they uh focus their high press which Uh, side of the field when you split the field vertically, left or right, they, they try to pin in um, and then how they make those changes because you're right. They're very smart team. They're coached by very good people that understand how to communicate with them and they can read the game very, very well that these changes will happen on the fly. Um, It'll be Minitool. I'm sure whoever the commentators are, they'll, they'll pick them out for you. I know Julie Foudy does always such a great job at that. um, But yeah, that's something to definitely key in on. And this is all, of course, only if Flacco Andonofsky goes with our starting, yeah. starting back <laughs> lines. This may not even be a topic of conversation if it's Kelly O'Hara again, because they'll just pin her in.
1: Yeah, no, and you know what? We'll we'll see what happens when that lineup rolls out. We'll we'll probably be texting each other, and then we'll hop on right. and and talk about it. But it's 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 so true. Um, I think when you're looking at this type of the tactics that we sort of seen out of this national team, you, you kind of do. You've got you have to have you have to have two outside backs who can do both. Of course, w- ones that can get in the attack, but ones that can also defend. But uh, as the game progresses you you have to sort of give way. So are you is your right side of your attack gonna be more active or is your left side of the attack mm-hmm. be more active? So in that case you have to have your other outside back being able able to anchor things. Um and I think uh when it comes to the defensive side of things, I think we both know that Casey Kruger is very great at being yeah. one, at defending one v one. Um so so we'll see. Uh hopefully Vlacko does start in Fox so we can have that to chat about in this in uh in the recap. But uh we'll see. Um, everybody stay tuned I want to thank you all for listening as always another reminder to follow us on twitter at attacking third we're on apple podcast spotify stitcher and anywhere you listen to your podcast shows leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts with a question, and Lisa and I will answer it as part of our mailbag segment. It's a segment that we've introduced uh, this this year. It's only a couple months old, and we have had so much fun getting questions from everybody and answering them on the mailbag segment. So head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave the five-star review with a question, and we'll answer it during the segment. Uh, We're also available as video, so please subscribe to us on YouTube, uh, visit youtube.com slash attacking third subscribe. So you never miss a thing whenever we go live and you can catch great extended highlights of NWSL matches. And Lisa and I will be back Tuesday with a live U.S. Women's National Team recap against South Korea. So come on back uh, Tuesday night, post game with us, hang out, get our, get our takes, get our opinions, get our giggles and out everything else. Uh, we love hanging out with you all post. For Sandra Herrera and Lisa Roman, this was Attack.